You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode. At times, life can be hard. And negative experiences might begin to feel like they outweigh positive ones. You might feel lonely, isolated, be suffering loss or be afflicted with illness of the mind or body. In times of sadness and distress, you might find yourself asking the question, Does God care about me? The perceived happiness and fulfilment of others may compound this. The question of why they seem so happy compared to you can leave you feeling neglected and forgotten. For some, this can be the cause of a lack of faith or be the very reason they had none in the first place. Think about who you care about and who cares about you. In most circumstances, the answer to that question will be your family members, those you have a relationship with or those you've had conversations with and spent time with socially. We'll move mountains and give our all for these individuals we love and care for. The Bible also teaches us that God also draws near to those who draw near to him. Lamentations is a book written in a time of real hardship. The book's name itself identifies this for us. God's people had turned to other gods, been taken captive by another larger nation, and had been scattered, killed, and brutally persecuted. At this time of great hardship and sorrow, the following words were given to those who still drew near to God. Lamentations 3 verse 22 to 25 says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. In this message from God, there is the wonderful promise of his love and care to those that seek him and to those who are building a relationship with him. A great example of this in practice is in the life of David. David put his trust in God and sought him. This may be clearest when he defeated the giant Goliath as a young shepherd boy. There are many other examples in the Bible of David seeking God and God caring for him. David talks about his relationship with God in Psalm 103, verses 13 to 14, when he says, Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he himself knows our frame, he is mindful that we are but dust. So God does care for those who reverence and seek him. But what does that care look like? If you were to imagine someone who is being well cared for by God, what do you see in your mind? A wealthy man with a big house and nice cars? Maybe a successful sportswoman? Or simply just a happy, fulfilled family? Do you think the people you are imagining have these things because they draw near to God and respect him? Equally, If you think of those living in poverty that are homeless or infirm, 
Is that because they have no relationship with God and don't seek him? I'm sure your experiences will tell you that this is not the case. The poorest and humblest man can be the most faithful, whereas the wealthy or successful may live a life without sparing a single thought for God. When writing to believers in Rome, Paul touched on some of the thoughts we've considered already. He writes in Romans 8 verse 28, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. The writer in Romans says that everything, meaning both the things we consider as good or bad, comfort and suffering, work in combination for the good to those who are building a relationship with God. This verse generates two obvious questions. Question 1. If all things work together for good for those that love God, what is the point of the hardship and suffering in our lives? Question 2. What is the purpose of God that these things are working towards? So question 1. Those seeking God are clearly not immune to hardship and suffering. However, those that have sought God and respect Him have a greater perspective of life's peaks and troughs. Romans chapter 5 and verses 2 to 4 explain this for us. But we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. Tribulation works for a purpose in the lives of those in a relationship with God. It changes your character and perception of life and develops patience, experience and a hope for something greater in the future. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 6 to 11 also says, For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time, as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, that we may share in his holiness. For the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. These verses liken God to a father who disciplines and guides his children. Our parents no doubt did the same to us, disciplining us or guarding us to keep us safe or to reflect their own moral values and perspectives. The discipline and guidance of God is similar and is experienced in the everyday events of our lives. No child enjoys being disciplined by their parents, which is why the experience of our lives can be emotionally and physically painful, as it said in those verses. However, God is guiding us in this way for a reason and for a purpose, and more than that, it's for our own good. We read earlier in Romans that all these things work together for good and draw us to God's purpose. So the second question, what is the purpose of God and the good that these things are leading us towards? 
Romans 8 verses 16 to 18 says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing to the glory that is to be revealed to us. These amazingly comforting verses again reflect on our relationship with God being like a father and his child. They explain how the shaping of our characters, which happens through the events of our lives, which can at times be painful, is not worthy of being compared to the glory that will be revealed in us at a point in the future. The Bible is teaching us that if we draw near to God and love him, the events of our lives, both the rough and the smooth, take on a purpose and develop a character in us that is pleasing to God and prepares us for a future glory. But you might ask yourself the question, why should we draw near to a God we don't feel is showing love to us? Probably the best known verse in the Bible is John 3 verse 16, which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God has already shown his love to you. Before you've even tried to draw near to him, God gave his Son to show the extent of his love and care to us, so that those who love and respect God and are joined with Jesus through the waters of baptism, might have the hope of future glory eternally on earth. You can perhaps see this process in practice, as the events of your life have led you to seek out this video and consider these concepts today. This could be God trying to draw you nearer to him. To a future eternal glory on this earth, we can begin to see the difficulties of our life as what they really are. The hand of a caring, loving father guiding us towards something better than the wealth and riches of this present age. A caring father who you have a relationship with wouldn't put your hope in gifts that pass away like the lives and possessions we have now. He would lead you to an eternal glory on this earth through baptism in his son Jesus who was given for you. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. Don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. So head over and take a look. 
you have any comments or questions or suggestions, please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at btf at cdvideo.org. If you enjoyed the episode, then please share it with others. Until next time, may God bless you in your studies and your walk towards God's kingdom. Amen.